Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. This is a business episode. I have a very special guest, Ari. So, Ari, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Yes. So let our viewers and listeners know also on the audio podcast where you are located and what type of mental health provider are you? Okay. I am physically located in the state of Illinois on the south side of Chicago, right outside of the city. But I also am licensed in Texas and Indiana. So I have pretty much a full caseload in the state of Texas, targeting more of the Frisco, Dallas area um, with clients. So you you see clients right now. So can you tell the viewers a little bit about your business? Because I know we've had business owners on here that are therapists, but they've had individual practices, group practices, and different streams of income. So what, how would you define your business? Well, when I created it, I was like, I'm going to have a group practice. So the whole thing is the heart of counseling and wellness. Um, So it's set up to be a group practice, but I've realized that it's just mostly just been me and I'm okay with that because the way I'm different is how I just run the practice. And I like, I offer traditional counseling sessions, which is the 50 minutes an hour session, but where I'm hyper-focused is doing my intensives. And, and starting to expand into workshops. Um, so that way I have more time with my clients. So I, I love that setup. Um, and I'm bringing on a yoga therapist that intentionally would just be doing yoga. Basically, the whole background of me is trying to get this whole entire holistic style of therapy. I was going to have you actually go into that. So usually I always ask their <laughs> therapist, like, how did you get into this field? And then a lot of clinicians are still trying to hone in on their niche. So I love for people to share like, okay, this is where I started, but this is where I am at least right now in this season because we're forever evolving. And so can you share a little bit about why you got into this field and then also who specifically do you serve right now? Okay. So actually, this was not my first career. So I went back to school. I felt like God was telling me to be um, a therapist, but more so like in the like a biblical counseling and kind of went through that whole thing. And I met this one lady and she was like, no, you need to go to school, get your secular degree. And she was a very powerful woman. Only met her through the phone. And I told her, yes, I'm gonna do whatever you say. And that's what I did. So it was the best decision of my life. So when it got into counseling in school and one of my close friends in school, she was actually a partner of a sex addict. Never had heard of it. And from there, I was like, okay, I'll just do the training because she's doing the training. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it was just her. (laughs) And from there, I learned more and really dove into that community of addictions because I knew I wanted to work in the addictions field in some form, but not that be all. But so I got into there. And one of the things that they do a lot are intensives. I had never heard of that. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, why I spend so much time with a client? Um, A lot of it was done with couples. And so when I first moved to Chicago from Alabama, I started working for a full CSAT practice. That's the certified sex addiction. And they did intensives there. And so I started doing intensives with them and I loved it. However, I'm like, why does it just rely, stay in this area? Why not just offer it to 
anybody. Um, and so when I left that practice, I had my very first client struggling with major depressive disorder. And that was one of the things I was like, hey, you want to kind of spend more time? Because we always seem to almost run over time. Mm-hmm. And I did my first intensive there. And I was just like, this is it. This is it for me. I absolutely love it, which a lot, I know a lot of people like, why do you spend so much time? That sounds more crazy over just an hour. But it's beautiful, the process that you get to see done in that time. And as therapists, you don't always get to see somebody's progress. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get the start, but you don't get to see the end. And so having that much time. So with an intensive that I'm spending four to six hours, probably four to six days, depending on the amount of time working with the client. Okay. Um, a lot of times I split it up between two weeks so that they have to go back in a week in their life to be in their life and see what we started with. And then we, we come back and we touch on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, some clients are still my clients, so I still see them hourly. But the growth in that time, that was like three to six months of therapy being done at that time. Yes. Um, seeing how that you know, projected us into where we are now. A lot of them, I've been able to see them leave my door sooner because we were able to hit some things and like put it in a safe, isolated place. So that's been very, very helpful. And that's where like, that's where I am now. That's what I'm doing. I do couples. Most couples, I do them over eight weeks, but they come in for three hours with me because with two people, it's a little bit more. And so I would hear most people I was seeing, they would do it over a weekend. It would be eight hours. I can't keep that much attention. So I don't even like, <laughs> I'm just like four to six hours. Man, with two people. Cause we talking about like different personalities, right. different baggage backgrounds. Right. And I just feel like, how can, I mean, think about the trainings you go to that's over a weekend. It's like the reason why you ask for the slides and the recording is because it's so much information. You cannot possibly. Right. Know everything that they said and process that. And so having some time space in that is able to sit in with people. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm very holistic. So we're not just talking. I'm I'm a certified brain spotting therapist. So I'm doing some brain spotting. We're doing activities. I love to break things. Eventually, I'm giving me a rage room. So we're breaking. (laughs) We're doing pulling in some art therapy. I will make clients get up and dance, you know, and then with the yoga, I've incorporated doing the yoga and it's not traditional like the fitness yoga Mm -hmm. is specifically for whatever trauma that we're working on. And so now most of my population are predominantly women between the ages of 25 and probably 55, Mm -hmm. they are either at the very top of their career field, the CEOs, the business owners, Uh or they're the new people that's in, um, that's just graduated school, just started out. But the Mm -hmm. personalities and the mind frame, they are the alpha women, either just at Mm -hmm. further along in their career or at the beginning of the career. But most Mm -hmm. of them, like you can tell, they are the alpha woman where they help everybody else, but they don't take care of themselves. So they don't really know boundaries um, and they really don't know how to share their feelings because they're used to being the helper and now they're suffering in silence. So those have been most of the women coming in my door. And thanks to you, it's helped me be like, put the words to it. So I'm like, this is the client I'm looking for coming in my door because they kind of already come, but Mm -hmm. to be able to put it out there for them to know that this is that safe place for them. Yeah. you Like, I'm gonna go back even to like when you were describing, because I learned something new every time I interview someone on a podcast, like, oh, that's how you got into like intensives. I didn't even know that. Right. Because we only talk about like where you are now and where you want to go, you know, in coaching. And so Um, I find it very fascinating because the picture that was coming up to my mind when you were describing the services were kind of like, well, not kind of, it was like an inpatient, but like you created your own system 
so that they can go home after they've had this hyperintensive. And I do love the idea of, I'm going to say testing the waters because we do that in one-on-one therapy with like a 45 or 50 minute session. But could you imagine if, cause it happens, you are reaching a peak and then it's like, up. Oh, Time is up. Don't let you be in a physical space or have another telehealth right, right. behind them because you can't let them go over, right. which sometimes we want to, you right. know, so badly. So your the space that you've created, which I love, is you've allowed them to have that room so that you can see their peaks right. like up and down as well, and that you can truly put them together like to go out of the room right, or out of the telehealth space versus what sometimes a 45 minute session can do. So I, I really wanted to like highlight that. So I'm like, hmm, that's like a out, outpatient, inpatient. <laughs> right. That's how I used to describe it at first. And people were like, what is it? I was just like, so picture inpatient, but you don't stay. You and this, because the reality is inpatient is great. And some like I scan my clients because I'm like, no, you need to go to inpatient and come see me after. But it's like you stay here and we do the work. But in inpatient, you're in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I hear a lot of people say it was great while I was there. It really helped or whatever that they were going through. But when they came back to life, they didn't know how to do what they learned, their tools and implement it in their life because they were implementing it in an isolated space. And wow. so this is this space that you're still isolating in, but you still every day you're going home mm-hmm. every day. You're still seeing the same people. So the stuff that we work on or, you notice something come up. How now is that impacting you when you at home with your family mm-hmm. to be able mm-hmm. to come back the very next day and be like, listen, I wanted to go off on everybody. OK, let's use that. Exactly. <laughs> Just bring it back the next day. Let's use that and be able to actually see what that can be. Mm-hmm. in that time. So some people, like I said, it has been spaced out over like a six to eight week period, yeah. specifically for what we were working on with this person, but that helped them like every week they're interacting and they're bringing it back. So we're seeing change go that way because of that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, cause you did say it and I, you know, I'm all about showing therapists what's possible through other people's <laughs> success. And so I know that we talked early offline and stuff. And so can you share with our viewers and listeners, like, where do you meet these people people at? Because I not meet them at, but in terms of where do you have their sessions? Because I know that you have different packages that you meet them where they are. They go somewhere else. They come to you. You talking about where they come do the? So, mm-hmm. Okay, so they always come in office. I haven't done um, intensives virtually. I think because I would have to do short time because my attention span. Yeah. <laughs> but two, um, a lot of the work we do, like I'm, I'm pointing down because I have it right here. But I have like my Cartman's triangles that we walk yeah. and make people do physical movement because I'm like ingraining this in your body. The body does mm-hmm. keep the score on good and bad things. Um, so um, I have them come in office. I'm in the midst of transitioning into my own space now, and so in there I have my office and then I have an intensive room where it's more spaced out. You know, people come comfortable too. I want it to be a comfort space, pillows, rugs on the floor. Like I want them to feel at home. But my ultimate goal is getting a house. I want to have a house that they come to where it's like I can also incorporate, we can be cooking, we can be gardening, we can be outside playing basketball. So that's the ultimate goal is having that full home experience. Because think about a lot of people are traumatized at home, whether it was in a marriage, um, particularly whether it's like boundaries with their children, whether it's Mm. like they're living alone and they're single. So having a house where it's like, this is familiar. Yeah. Let's process this in a familiar space. And then how can you Mm -hmm. take it back home and now put it in that space? Okay. Are all the services that you, because I'm I'm imagining that somebody is going to hear this and or share it with someone that they know. And we always have to have a disclaimer on when I 
interview therapists because we have to separate therapy versus like coaching. Mm-hmm. So this is another disclaimer is like for listeners, if it's therapeutic services, um, say your states again that you're licensed in because for therapy clients, these are the only clients that can see her for therapy. <laughs> but coaching um, is, yeah, Illinois, Texas, and Indiana. But if okay. anybody comes, flies in. So I do have clients that will fly in and do an okay. intensive. And as long as they're in the state with me, then that's still fine. Okay. And then is that all, is all your services listed under counseling or are some of them coaching? They're all listed under counseling. Okay. Okay. Just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure. Cause I know, I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> like more people will just hear the information. Like I heard that you, you know, right. <laughs> and we want to let people know this as a disclaimer. Cause a lot of people don't take the time out to educate the public. And then because online, I would say is, you know, all over the place right now, this is where most people are learning information is through right. videos or reading stuff. So we just wanted to put that out there. So what is like your goals for therapists who are listening outside of you wanting to have your own home for these clients? And that's, that just sounds so comfortable. I'd like to go outside and garden. <laughs> Come outside right, and garden. Right, right. What are some of your other goals in your business that you want to accomplish? Uh, one of the things that I'm working on is trying to do the workshops where it's like and two different routes with that one for the people that's already done an intensive. So it'd be like an intensive booster. I'm um, going back to some of the things I have people all the time. I'm like, can I just come get on the triangles? I feel myself on this particular triangle. And I'm so to be able to do that, but now interact with others in that still keeping it smaller and intimate, but being able to bring them in and allow them to now interact and now help each other on that next level. And then two, the workshops for people that's never done an intensive kind of want to do it, but don't really understand, or maybe it's financially, they can't do it, but they can't do a full one, but this will at least help in some way. Um, so doing those intensive, still smaller, more intimate groups, because I want them to feel comfortable in sharing. Yeah. So those are the two things I'm aligning. Um, also school starts. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm enrolled. Um, um, at Hampton University for their PhD program with counseling mm-hmm. education supervision. Nice. Um, so one of the things I want to study there is generational trauma. Specifically, this generational trauma is the de-emasculation of minority men mm-hmm. and how like with women, because once again, these very powerful alpha women, a lot of times they're marrying men that have been emasculated either already before mm-hmm. they got married with them or in their marriage, they're doing it there. And, but they want this man to take this certain position, but it's like, you don't realize how some of your behavioral patterns, because mm-hmm. those are survival patterns for you are now mm-hmm. demasculating this male. Man, you about to yeah. have like half my podcast listeners call you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that what you're talking about is very unintentionally, uh, unintentional and unconscious. Right. Which is more dangerous because we're not aware. Right. But right. If we look at the stats in terms of even what happened in 2020 with not just women, but also women of color becoming more powerful, making more money, being the lead into opening businesses. I mean, what does that do to your household? Right. And being able to be there and it's like you can still be an alpha woman. You don't have to take that, Mm -hmm. but you have to recognize what are like your trauma patterns that now are showing up and what are his trauma patterns Two, if you're a mom raising a boy. How are you raising him? And I see it and I have a male, a little four-year-old. So I'm like trying to be more intentional, but the book, I want to study men and just mm-hmm. see where that comes in to be able to now utilize this. Not only, I mean, it's helpful tool for them, but it's still going back to target and being helpful for more women. And like, how do we start to thrive in our marriages and how do we recognize our stuff? Because at the end of the day, you can only work on you. Mm-hmm. That's so, good. That's so yeah. good. That's so good. 
That's so, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was good. Um, so one thing I do want to talk about before we leave, like we're in the season right now of streams of income, which as you know, and you just mentioned, <laughs> right? um, it is to me very important for, especially a mental health therapist to, to diversify their portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I think that grad school does a good job, at least exposing us to different ways of thinking. But when it comes down to how to implement that and make that show up in our business, it's like very foreign. So I, um, you're a part of our elite coaching mastermind program. We had the opportunity to meet in real life, you know, in person, um, almost a month ago now, I don't went by fast. Right, right. <laughs> like three and a half weeks. What was your experience in the mastermind in person? Cause I know we do a lot of stuff online, but one of the things I'm highlighting after coming out of this two year black period <laughs> is the power of getting together with like-minded people in person. Cause the energy feels different. Yes, yes. One, I'm all, I've always been one of those like hands-on learner, learners anyway. So to be in person, to hear everybody else's story, um, I mean, I felt like it was even more powerful like when we actually left out of the room and we were just like talking and walking around and like eating and just those type of conversations, just seeing where everybody is and not in to me, I'm like, oh, y'all are just so powerful. So just to sit in the room is like, I supposed to be here? Like, you know, it really challenges imposter syndrome when you sit in the room with these other women and you just like, okay, you're here too. And just to see everybody to be vulnerable and just, just have that. I mean, the just when you walked in the room, just the essence of the room by itself is like no words for it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just appreciate that time because online you can really detach from that. It's like you can be learning but you can kind of detach when you're in person. It's like, okay, you're learning, but then other people are also, we're all therapists in some way. So we recognize a body language. So I think that makes a difference. Um, just, I've noticed just coming, switching career fields and noticing like being in the room now with other people who our job is to watch and learn and grow um, and help people, you know, push further is that that body language piece of just like I have plenty of times Millie would tap me and she'd be like, yeah, or we'll be. So it's just those pieces where I felt like that was very powerful for me to just have that. Um, Two, I like to travel. So that just gave me reason to just go someplace. (laughs) Get away. (laughs) It was just enough time, um, not too overloaded, but enough time for like, even like when I go back to the room, just to sit and let some of the stuff just sink in and process. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like you you said, you go to these trainings, there's so much coming from so many different directions. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go crazy and have thousands of ideas from when you're there, but just honing in. And then those activities that we did, I really love the hot seat. It makes me very nervous, but I really do like it. And then (laughs) recording that recording was everything. So like I go back and just replay it and be like, Oh, okay. I don't even remember when you said that part, but I have it and I can use it now. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, when I think when I was introduced to the mastermind, I was fairly not young in age, I was in my thirties, but I'm going to say I was very early in my career in terms of a business owner. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very grateful that I was exposed early, but I'm like, gosh, I wonder what would have happened if I had this before, because I had it when I had my group practice, what would have happened if I would have had it during private practice, let alone if I would have had a space, I'm going to say like the space that I created, meaning around actual therapists, not just like-minded people, because that adds a layer for some of our students, they've been exposed to other like coaching programs, not necessarily masterminds, it feels different. And right. as you said, that's why I'm like, man, y'all sit on a pot of gold. Y'all all went to school, but then you also probably brought into school 
you already being present right. to know how to naturally observe and right. be vulnerable and right. know that in order to get to that next level, you got to tap into your emotions, not just strategy. Right. <laughs> and and so I was, like, yeah, I was trying to figure out what all my degrees because my I have my uh, BS in um, uh, exercise science and I used to personal train and I worked and then I have my MBA in healthcare administration. So mm-hmm. I ran, I've been a GM, I ran, I know the business, but it's very different in the corporate world to then mm-hmm. switching. I was always different. I wonder I was the eyeball in the other world because I wasn't supposed to be there but like taking it in now and just seeing it's like so when I hear the tools it's like okay I know these business tools but now putting it in a therapy perspective that's totally different and so I just appreciate being able to be in those rooms and be in those spaces yeah we got more to come more to come so where can people find you and then I know that you mentioned intensive so sometimes people make referrals if they did a referral, like what is your process? Is there like a wait list or something like that? Um, just it really depends on when the person is trying to come in, especially if they're coming in from out of state. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a wait list. It's we schedule the time out because if somebody has to come in, they have to plan it out anyway. Mm-hmm. But typically I, I'll talk to the person, do a consultation and then I'll do an intake session. Okay. Um, usually intake session, especially if you're not my client, is typically two hours. Because okay. um, I got a lot of information to get and that's still paperwork that they fill out. And then from there, we plan the date that they come in. What does that look like? Because I know people come in, that's probably we're doing four to six days and they're just staying there. And so that's that's pretty much how it goes. If they're already local, um, it's still an intake that we do. I probably still a two hour intake, but then planning it out. Now that depending on how they want to do it, whether they're extending their time or they're just trying to get it done in like a one or two week time frame, mm-hmm. then just depends on whenever they want. It might be a wait list. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then how can people find out more about your services or what's the best way to contact you? Well, I can give far as like if you on Instagram, you can see some of my stuff, but I will say on there and it also can link you into my website. So on Instagram, it's Heart of Counseling and Wellness. I'm at Heart of Counseling and Wellness. Same thing for Facebook, but you can go there and get the link. They can go on my website is the Heart of Counseling and Wellness dot com. And then also they can email if they want to particularly email and it's office at the heart of counseling and wellness.com. Okay. And everybody will make sure to link um, her information to the um, show notes. That way you can just click the link and go directly to her Instagram, go to the link in her bio and website. So I want to say like, I, I love these interviews because I know that the therapists thrive off of them because it just, shows them different ways that people are showing up in their business. And then also a way for them to connect with other therapists to like pay attention to the journey. Cause we have, I'm going to say three different groups of people who watch either the YouTube or listen to the podcast. And it is students that are like, I can't wait to be like y'all when I grow up, we get those in our DM and I'll be rolling like, yo, we're the same <laughs> age, but it's just so cool <laughs> to be able to like inspire people through other people's right. stories. And then of course we have the, pre-licensed individuals where they're like this close. So, you know, they want to jump head over heels and we're like, whoa, you know, still experiment, but create a plan, you know, and and do stuff that you love. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm listening from your story is like, you can tell based off of how you even talk about it intensive because some therapists going to hear this like, what, four to six hours? Oh, (laughs) you know, but you've gotten that response. (laughs) Right. Like do what you love and do do something in which you show up well. You know what I'm saying? Because that ain't, that ain't a cup of tea for everybody. Right. <laughs> so don't right. listen to her and then try to do it yourself if you can't even sit in a 30-minute session. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, it's the therapists who probably are the most of them that are coming to this boot camp 
is like streams of income. We're interested. We've dibbled and dabbled. But what I find that you're talking about that you're doing and that you've done that sets you aside from some others is that you're showing up consistently. You know what you want. You know who you serve. And you know what transformation you're seeking. And that's what I want therapists to hear throughout this whole message of this podcast is show up for you, for the best interest of the clients that you serve and show up and be consistent so they, that you can be the expert. All right. So I've enjoyed you being on here. Thanks so much thank for being you, on our podcast. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.